Hi, Believer. This is your girl, Naila Amara, and welcome back to Woe Believer Podcast, where we are bearing fruit daily by rightly dividing the word of truth, aka the Bible. Today, we are talking about what to do when we feel stressed, empty, overwhelmed. I don't know about you all, if you're a student, if you've got a family, if you're in a relationship, heck, if you're living in the middle of a pandemic, um, sometimes we can feel all of this stressed feeling overwhelmed empty all of that and we can't pour into other people especially in ministry when we are not filled ourselves um so that is what we are going to be talking about today remember disclaimer everything that i say is to offer jesus's salvation not to condemn you because remember jesus came to save the world, not to condemn it. And you can find that in John 3, 17. Before we get into anything, let's take a second to pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that I will decrease so that you can increase, Lord. I pray that you will soften the hearts of this listener, Lord Jesus. Soften the heart of this listener, Lord Jesus. I pray that this soul is saved today, that they understand your word, that things come off as clear, Lord Jesus. I pray that they will be sensitive to your spirit during this time and that they will be touched and blessed. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to start off with a quick story time. So, you know, this podcast is pretty fresh. This is the third episode. Thank you, Jesus. We made it to the third episode. And it doesn't sound like a lot, y'all, but, you know, a podcast can low key, like, take a lot of energy. Like, you know, it requires, like, a lot of preparation, a lot of marketing, you know, a lot of talking, (laughs) like, you know, I'm doing right now. And um, because this ministry is up and coming and because this is a command from the Lord, and I believe that when God commands you to do something that you need to do it and you need to do it within his timing when he asks you to do it. Um, This was a very new thing for me, you know, like I had done radio before I've done podcasts before, you know, I've worked in stations and I've always been part of a team. So this time, like, it's just me and the Lord and we're doing this together. And this is the ministry, us ministering to you, us. I mean, me, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit. That's what I mean by us. And I say us a lot um, in my podcast. So just to refer to that, us means me and the Holy Spirit, you know, ministering to you. And that's how it should be. Um, But of course, like if you're on a team and you all are God fearing, like there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, along with being the more physical, (laughs) the more physical being of this team, um, I basically like do our all of our marketing, you know, like our ministering outreach, you know, all of that, like basically doing the the physical work of the ministry. Um, And all my time was in, in energy too was kind of catered to the podcast and the ministry and ensuring that people like knew the word and that it was solid on doctrine that is biblically accurate. Um, and yeah, and that requires a lot, a lot of time, energy and, and so much. And along with me doing this and starting this in the middle of a semester, I'm getting my, um, graduate degree, um, at Loyola University, Maryland, ching, ching, uh, (laughs) I don't know why I made the 
the money noise like maybe it's because it's costing me a lot of money whatever um the lord will provide he is a provider uh anyways <laughs> so um along with being a graduate student and this is my second semester being a graduate student so i'm kind of just like starting to get the hang of being a graduate student along with now starting a ministry and also being it's only like physical employee and then on top of that also having a graduate assistantship to go along with my graduate program which also requires a extensive amount of time and energy as well so all of this coming together within a week's you know starting the semester at the same time as starting you know the podcast everything was like kind of colliding all at once and I was just like so overwhelmed so tired like I mean energy low 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 like very very low energy and I just got to a point where I was like okay maybe I should do like this podcast like every other week to give me some more time or like I'm really struggling in like some areas I feel unproductive you know I, I I'm stressed um and my mom called me and she uh hey, mom. she asked me she's like Naila, like when's the last time you prayed and i'm like i'm thinking about it and i'm looking at it, i'm like hmm, when is the last time i prayed and she was like that's too long like that's too long Naila. you need to pray and you need to pray in the spirit so i was like okay okay fair enough fair enough so um that night like I went into prayer and I had some worship time and I just like totally put everything like out of mind like I'm like no no podcast stuff right now no schoolwork right now no graduate assistantship work right now like I need like an hour two hours just to pray and worship and get into God's word like I just need a minute like I need more than a minute I need a day but you know I can't afford that right now um so yeah, so I'm I'm going into prayer and um I'm asking, I'm just I'm just praying in the spirit, I'm just worshiping and the spirit's like the Lord's prayer can be found in sit in Matthew six. Um and it starts uh in verse nine, but specifically what the spirit was asking me to to really focus on was verse eleven give us this day our daily bread and as I begin to say give us this day our daily bread I immediately like started crying immediately like the spirit just started flowing from me because I was like oh my goodness like that's what I've been missing I I've been forgetting to ask the Lord to give me my daily bread and by daily bread that doesn't mean give me my daily bread as in provide for me to eat provide the clothes that i wear provide the resources and the finances to keep life going that's not what the daily bread i mean it includes that as well but daily bread really means like lord provide me your spirit daily fill me up daily to do your will you have these commands in my life that i should love that i should forgive that i should serve you that i should do whatever specific calling that you've asked me to do i need your spirit every single day to get closer to achieving that command i need it every single day every single day galatians 6 and 9 says the one who sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction 
but the one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. See that thought process of like, oh, maybe I should like do it bi-weekly or maybe I should slow down with the marking or maybe I shouldn't push the website so hard. And all of this stuff were steps closer to giving up on the command that the Lord has placed because I was feeding flesh physically, not necessarily going out here and like living a sinful lifestyle, but literally like just feeding the flesh more than feeding the spirit, not praying feet doesn't feed the spirit it feeds the flesh if we don't pray in our heavenly language we don't pray in the spirit if we don't pray period with the lord our relationship it, it, it grows weaker and our flesh grows stronger it doesn't even necessarily mean that you're doing anything wrong physically really but it's also you're not feeding the spirit at all and see i was becoming weary because my spirit wasn't filling me up. And the only way you can have a full spirit is intimate time with God. And that's through prayer. That's asking the Lord for your daily bread. These are Jesus's words. Give us this day our daily bread. He says, this is the prayer we should pray. Look at each aspect of the prayer. This one specifically, verse 11 in Matthew 6, give us this day our daily bread specifically is fill me up with your spirit on a daily basis to carry out what you command to do, what you command me to do in your word. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The Lord shall renew your strength. You should run and not be weary. When you have the strength of the Lord, you can run the distance that he calls you and commands you to run without getting weary because he is your strength. You're filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit provides eternal life. You'll be strength eternally as long as you are being filled by the Spirit. You shall walk and not faint. You can walk in God forever and not faint as long as you're being strengthened by the Spirit. As long as the Lord is renewing your strength. And in Matthew 6 verse 11, that strength comes from the Lord. That has to be asked for through prayer. Give us our daily bread. Strengthen me every single day because every single day to walk in your light, love and forgiveness and commands, it requires your spirit's strength. You will be stressed and a mess if you overlook the power of prayer. Every single time Jesus ministered to someone in order to avoid temptation. Okay, actually, you know what? Let's go into the Bible. Let's go into the Bible. So the Lord was tempted, right? Well, not tempted, but the enemy tried to tempt Jesus. We we know that Jesus didn't fall. So it says in, uh, let's go to Matthew. It says in Matthew 4, then verse 1, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So he was led by the spirit. Okay. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. So he was led by the spirit. And if the spirit leads you to do anything, then that means it's in God's will. He led him to this wilderness to like this empty place by himself. 
And then he fasted 40 days, 40 nights. And then he was hungry after that 40 days, 40 nights. And when the tempter came, basically the devil, he said, if you're the son of God, command that these stones become bread. And, and we go through the story and, you know, Jesus like bites back with the word and the enemy tries like going back and forth to like tempt him to do different stuff. And then Jesus responds like, no, 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 no. Like this is what the word says, et cetera, et cetera. And this is in Matthew four. But you want to know why he had the key to avoid temptation after after 40 days and 40 nights. Matthew makes it a very clear statement that he was hungry. So the enemy tempting you to make bread is a pretty is pretty tempting. That's like me not eating. It doesn't even take me to fast 40 days for someone to be like, hey, girl, like you want to go get a burrito with me? like heck yes (laughs) so imagine being super hungry after not even eating or drinking for 40 days i'm sorry not eating or drinking just just eating after not eating for 40 days the devil asks you to turn stones into bread and you know you can and you're hungry but because he had the spirit The Lord specifically says some things only come by prayer and fasting because he had the spirit and he was led and guided by the spirit and he was filled by the spirit. Although he was physically hungry, he was spiritually filled because that's who he was communing with for 40 days. He had the strength to tell the devil. No, the Lord is your strength. So let me like, so, so I was reading the Bible, right? I'm always reading the Bible, but still like this particular day I was reading, this was actually around this. This was the same night that I had went into the prayer and worship from the story time I just spoke earlier. So after I was in the spirit and I worshiped and things like that, I began to read. Um, actually, no, this was the next day. The next day I was reading um, my read the Bible in a year. So I'm in Mark right now since February and I was reading Mark 8, where Jesus feeds the 4,000. So, and this is the second time that Jesus feeds the multitude. He feeds 5,000, um, well, 5,000 plus because it says 5,000 men. Uh, so if there were women and children there, then that's even more. But still, like 5,000 men, right? But that's earlier. That's in Matthew like 6. Matt, I'm sorry, not Matthew 6, Mark 6. Mark 8, Jesus feeds the 4,000. So I already read Mark 6, where he feeds the 5,000. And then I've already read Mark 8, like, you know, as a child, like, okay, we we understand, like, he feeds the multitude, like, with, with a small amount of food, you know, seven loaves, only a little bit of fish. And then, like, everybody gets filled, and then, boom, in a story, like, miracle, woohoo. So I was going to skip it. The Lord was like, no, you need to read that. Read that. So I'm going to read. So I'm going to read it to you guys. And that's me flipping my Bible in the background. So I'm going to read it to you all. This is Mark 8. And it says, in those days, the multitude being very great, have nothing to eat. Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion. Wow. Thank you, Jesus, for your compassion. Thank you. 
I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to end. So nothing to eat. So these people were with Jesus as Jesus was teaching for three days. That's a long time to not be eating. You know, I am a big believer in fasting. And if the Lord asked me to fast, I surely will. But I do love to eat. Your girl loves to eat. So this is commitment to fast three days for someone who people around you are really doubting is a huge commitment. And so the Lord saying, you know, I have compassion on these people because they haven't ate anything, but they've been listening to me all the time. And if, and then verse three says, and if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way for some of them have come from afar. So as I'm reading this, the spirit is speaking to me and he says, that's you, that's you, that's you, that's you. And I'm like, Lord, what, what's me? And he says, like, if I send them away hungry, if I send them away without them being filled, if I don't give them their daily bread, they will faint. Like it says in Isaiah, they shall walk and not faint. And some have come from afar. Some believers have come from a walk that is further. Some people are coming to me at a further distance and they're, they've committed me for a short time and they will faint. They will faint if I don't fill them up, if I don't feel that hunger, if I don't feel that need that they seek to stay in my will. I have compassion on them because they're serving me and they're doing right. And they've come from a long way to get here to follow me. I can't lead them. I can't lead, send them home hungry lest they faint, lest they stray away, lest they stop believing. I'm going to continue to fill them so that they are still continuing to fight the good fight, still continuing to be with me, still continuing to commune with me, still continuing to follow my commands. I'm going to give them their daily bread. I will strengthen them. Then his disciples answered him, this verse four, how can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? And by verse five, he asked them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground and he took seven loaves and gave thanks and broke them. So he took seven loaves and gave thanks. Gave thanks to who? Thanks to who? Not thanks to the people, not thanks to the disciples, but up to heaven. If we go to Matthew and we compare the two texts, Jesus looks up to heaven. He blesses the loaves and he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before them and they sent set set them before the multitude and they also had a few small fish and having blessed them so he blessed the fish as well he said to he set them also before them so they ate and they were filled and they took up seven large baskets left over of fragments now those that had eaten were about four thousand and he sent them away so so you guys like listen hold up this is so crazy when mark says they ate and they were filled and they had so much left over. What were they filled with? Was it really, was it the, the loaves and the fish that they were filled with? If we look at the 5,000, if we compare the 5,000 from Mark 6, 34 through 44 
to this passage in Mark 8, 1 through 9. The first passage, there was 5,000 and they had five loaves and two fish and had 12 and they had 12 baskets left over. The 4,000 had seven loaves and a few fish and had seven baskets left over. The bigger crowd had less food, but more left over. The bigger crowd had less food, but more left over. So the amount of food has nothing to do with them being filled up. They were filled because of the blessing they received from Jesus. And that blessing was the spirit. They were filled by the spirit. They were hungry for God. The multitude that was listening to Jesus for three days was hungry for Christ. They were hungry for Jesus. They were hungry for the kingdom of heaven. They were hungry for the teaching. They were hungry for the word. And Jesus filled them up spiritually. They, they ate physically, yes. But when the Lord blessed that food, they received the spirit from Jesus through that miracle. And that is daily bread. That's what Jesus means by daily bread. That's what Jesus means by being filled spiritually. That's a sign. And that's telling you this message is so clear to pray every day for the spirit to fill you up. Pray even more when you're when you're actively doing ministry because you can't minister to other people without being filled. After Jesus fed the 5,000, immediately he went to the mountains to pray. He needed to be filled again. That's a lot, that's a lot of withdrawal. When the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus's robe, he felt his in his spirit, he felt her. She was healed by the spirit that was on Jesus. Anything Jesus touched, anything Jesus blessed, people were filled. Spiritually. That's why people were being healed. That's why demons were being cast out. That's why multitudes could be fed off of like little crumbs because they were spiritually filled. When Jesus was about to be crucified and he was praying in the garden of Gethsemane, Luke 22, 42 through 43 says, Father, if it is your will to take this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Jesus was so nervous to be crucified. He was like, Lord, if there's any other way to do this, I will do that. But if this is the only way to operate in your will, then I'll do it. And the Lord sent some, uh, the Lord sent an angel down to minister to him, to strengthen him. Even Jesus required the strength. If Jesus required the strength to carry out God's command, what makes you think you're exempt? You need the strength of the Lord to carry out his commands. We cannot operate in flesh and do God's commands. We will be weary. We will faint. We will fall. 
we will go back into the enemy's trap. We will fall into temptation. Luke 22, 46. When Jesus found his disciples were sleeping in the garden of Gethsemane while he was praying, he was like, why do you sleep? Rise and pray lest you enter into temptation. The key to you staying out of temptation and staying in the will of God and staying in his commands for your life and hearing from him, because woe to those who do not hear my voice, is prayer in the spirit. That's the only way we'll have the strength against the enemy. When G if Jesus was not strengthened by God in that garden of Gethsemane, if he wasn't strengthened by that angel, we don't know how he would have operated when Judas and the soldiers came, but he had the strength to overcome the temptation of just saying, I'm out of here. He had the strength to endure until the end. Like it says in Galatians, the strength to endure until the end and not grow weary on well-doing because he relied on the spirit. He was strengthened by the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This scripture confirms that you can do all things in God's will. The source of your strength comes through Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this listener listening. Thank you for providing an opportunity for this believer to be ministered to. I pray that their soul be saved, Lord Jesus. I pray that they will endure until the end and that they will meditate on the fact that through you, all things are possible as long as they receive their strength from you. I'm praying that you cover this per person, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I'm praying that they will continue to be renewed in you as you command them and ask them to operate in you. I'm praying that the devil is shunned, that he's pushed away as they go through you, as they operate in the spirit that strengthens them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Woe Believer Podcast, and I'm Naila Amara. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Naila Amara, N-A-I-L-A-H-I-M-A-R-A. -A -A. And actually, if you guys didn't know, fun fact, Amara, my... Um, and my name means endure until the end. So boom, I want you guys all to endure into the end as the Bible commands us to do. If you want to catch all Woe Believer updates, as well as our podcasts available, you can check out our website, woebeliever.com. And that's W-O-E. You can also ask Alexa to play us by saying, hey, Alexa, play W-O-E Believer podcast. Our podcast also has a new Twitter, Woe Believer on Twitter. Go ahead and follow us, tweet us. We quote, we retweet, and I will be posting or tweeting rather um, daily scriptures that the Holy Spirit leads me to post. So if you want to see a little bit more Jesus in your timeline, this is an awesome way to curate that algorithm. Thank you so much, listener. I appreciate you always for tuning in. Remember that Jesus loves you and so do I. Be fruitful.